Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Yeah. Good morning and welcome back. I cannot explain how excited I am. It's been a month and I was just saying to Gareth, I remember watching him like prancing up and down when there was the transition stage of this place being built. And he was like, guys, I need to get on air. And I was like, what? That guy's a bit weird. But really, my one-week show being away for a month, I totally get it. And so it's so nice to be back. I hope that your breaks were wonderful. I hope that you're restored. And I hope that you're ready for a 2015. It's going to be a year which will require a little bit more focus, I'm sure, for a lot of you. Um, and there's just, there's so much stuff to, to chat around and so many wonderful things going on in this country. I was just in Belito and just to see how entrepreneurial this country actually is, like street vendors on the side, some Indian auntie got her caravan and her pineapples and throwing spice on them, people selling shoes, people, it, it was just, I know it's a different kind of entrepreneurship, but at least they're not begging because I can't cope with begging. Like it just kills me. For me, you've got a brain. You've got two hands, whether you want to car guard, whether you want to be a waiter, whether you want to own a business, whatever you want to do, you're able to do it. You don't have to beg. So it was so encouraging to see such cool things going on um, on the North Coast. And also just to touch base on where we left off last year, I'm not sure if you remember, but we had my little birthday session here and we had the guys from Taylor Me come in and they measured Sven up and we're going to get him this tailored suit and they contacted us this week so we'll be able to see what the suit looks like next week which is so cool so to the Taylor Me guys very exciting I can't wait to see how the suit looks and wishing you guys all the best for 2015 and I also we had Reg Lascaris in with us and I actually need to help him set up his Twitter that's what we need to do. Reg needs his Twitter set up. I've made a note and I need to get onto that. So Reg, I'm coming for you this week. I'll actually be at your buildings. So get ready. We're going to get you tweeting like a machine. But I was in a puzzle about what my first show would be about. And I chatted to Simba. Oh, so darling Simba is, sorry, is shooting as do top billing people do. Um, so the, the, the wonderful co-host is not with me today. So Sims, we miss you and we love you. And we kind of chatted around a little bit and I was wanting to see what was new, what was happening, what launches had gone on. And I was driving through Parkhurst and I saw a restaurant and I thought, mm, love that restaurant. Very cool. And a few days later, noticed on Facebook that they'd launched in Santon. So with me today is uh, the brain and the man behind the wolf pack. So Greg, welcome. Thank you. It's so cool to have you. I've um, had the privilege actually of watching Greg and his flippin' amazing journey from, you know, I think it's, geez, I don't even want to go back that much time. I think it's 2000, we were. 16 years. 16 years! Cause that's how long I, I also am uh, friends with, with Greg's beautiful wife, Tammy, and 
We used to, I remember Greg, we used to walk down that 4th Avenue to school at Greenside High and we'd come home in the afternoon and Greg would be there. And I think that's where your journey started at Espresso, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, Greg, franchising is not the easiest thing to do, especially when you're building the brand. I think sometimes it's a lot easier to do when you're buying the franchise, like dare I say it, like a KFC or something like that. Whereas what you've created with your first restaurant and now these two other brands, it's different. L- let's just chat around how you started the first one. The first one, I was working as a waiter in Parkhurst at Espresso and I got offered to go set up Corner Cafe in Craigle Park for someone who wanted a restaurant but wasn't in the game and didn't know what to do. So I went there, got a profit share deal and set it up for them, worked it for about three years and then I got a private investor and bought them out. Amazing. And I know we were chatting off air a little about around because I think a lot of people are in the same position. They work at an, at an establishment, whether it be food or whatever it is. In this case, we're going to talk around food and hospitality and restaurants. And you had worked at Espresso. And what do you think, do you, do you believe that from the time you started there, you were always kind of absorbing as much as you could, could to take on your own venture? Or do you think it was just right time, right place? They offered you the corner cafe opportunity and that's how it was. Well, I've always known I wanted to have a restaurant. So, okay. that, so when I did start at Espresso, I started with, I think, a different mindset to most people that get a job just to be a waiter when they're studying and get and make a bit of money. Um, but the one thing I did, I, I listened to everything that Nico, the owner, said because all the little things like you take me down, show me, sounds silly, but like clean your condensers of, of your fridges and all those little tips. And one day when you got your shop, you'd show me this, show me that, show me that. And I just made sure I listened and paid attention because he's good at what he does. He knows a lot about the business. And I probably learned more from him, to be honest, than I did when I went to hotel school. Oh, wow. I didn't know you'd gone to hotel school. Yeah, but tech. Oh, wow. So is that where you'd started? As a waiter, then went to, like, in between waitering, I went to Vitstech. Oh, amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So you'd started at Espresso while you were doing that. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, and I mean, I guess also hearing that, it's quite cool that someone like Nico was confident in himself to be giving you information and encouraging you, like you were saying, one day when you got your own shop. Yeah. You know, so you were able to carry that into Corner Cafe. Yeah. And so one of the things that you touched on there was like a profit share deal. Who, because I think that a lot of the information I'm seeing um, with business owners or new business owners or people who are going into deals is a lot of people are terrified of those kinds of words like profit share deals or whatever and they don't know what it means like you were fairly new to the business so when that guy who was starting up corner cafe offered you that deal how who was your sounding board to check that they weren't like joking you um my dad Awesome. No, yeah. a lot of a lot a lot of people. And so they offered you, the, and you went through the contract with them. There was no contract. It was all on handshake. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. those still exist, which is cool. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it though. Um, you know, there's many ways that people can hide profit, and they can give you a deal, and you never actually ever see any of the the profit. Didn't happen to me, but 
I've heard many stories of that happening. Yeah, no, I, th- I think also we've we found with quite a few guests that have come in, I think formalizing anything. I mean, even myself, I think my family think I'm a complete mental case. But if I even do an event for them, it's done the same way as I would with a client. Just because I think what it does is it alleviates that comp- it alleviates the ugliness. It alleviates yeah. the gray. Boundaries are set and that's that. Yeah. Okay. So you... I'm so glad that you flipping went to hotel school. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you've done, you did that. You started espresso. You got offered this deal at Corner Cafe. You obviously agreed. You was, you know, you chatted to your dad. You were happy with what was going, the deal was going to be. Yeah. And then, what was it like for those three years? I mean, it was, it must have been a new environment compared to having just been mir- like kind of mirroring Nico. Yeah, no, it was awesome, but it was. I learned a lot of hard lessons. I thought I was going to do everything different and I was going to be everyone's best friend and <laughs> take away all finding and all the the things that have been implemented to to hammer people. And I was way too nice in the beginning and I got hammered. And then I went to the other extreme, got too aggressive. That didn't work. <laughs> so now I found my happy medium. Okay, so you're mainly talking around your staff, eh? So I'm, I'm sure yeah. that there's, so like breakages, things like that, because these are obviously the things, I think, even people who study as chefs or people who are, who are currently in hotel school or who are in a different environment where they want to open their own shop, I don't think that they realize how the small things, like you're saying, like cleaning, condi- like this, what are they called? Condensers. Yeah, oh, I thought condensers. Okay, cool. So like cleaning condensers to managing the staff. I don't think people realize exactly how many things there are to learn in the beginning when you've never yeah. done it. Well, I'm still learning now, to be quite honest. Um, you can be the best cook, have a full restaurant every day and make no money if you know, if your controls aren't in place. So it's probably managing your staff and your controls is probably the most important part in my opinion of the business. So, so when you'd, when you'd agreed to do this deal, did you just make your own way all on your own? So this guy was kind of, at that time, the money behind the Yeah, they the bankrolled it and they put, and they were passionate about food and, and I did, I learned from them. They did, you know, like they were quite thorough and particular people, which I wasn't at that stage. I was quite loose and like, and they, def- they definitely added something into the pot. It wasn't like I got there, did it all myself, and that was me. So, so for someone who's like a little unsure now, who's in the position you were at with Corner Cafe in the beginning of your journey before you opened your two new franchises, um, what would you recommend to them in terms of you used the word controls? So you're saying that it's fundamental. So one of yeah. the fundamentals to running a shop or restaurant or you know whatever you're going to call it. Where would they go to understand those kinds of things? Because I don't think it's kind of like running a business. What sure. they teach you on an entrepreneurial BCom or whatever it is is never the same as running a business. But to help other people perhaps not take so long to find it sure. out. Honestly, I would, I'm a big advocate of practical experience and just listen. You know, you could go, two people could work for the same period in the same shop and one, one person could w- walk out a lot more, sm- a lot smarter than the other one, you know, and I, I never used to listen, but the one thing <laughs> I've learned is, is if you listen, you can learn a lot. Oh, uh, Flip, I'm still learning. Still don't, still don't use the ears and the mouth in the right proportion. Sure. Sven hates it, but I'm, I am trying. I, and I do agree. I think even with, with our agency, Jawbone, like if we don't listen, if I don't listen to the brief, 
I'm actually not able to deliver on what the client wants. Sure. And then they look at me like, uh, like, uh, were you in the original meeting? Anyway, so Corner Cafe is now how old? 11 years. 11 years old. Yeah. And so are they still involved or no, are you? So I bought them out, I think after about three years of trade. Okay, and and that process was that like quite intense. Was that a bit more legal and documented and? Yeah. Okay. It was a big learning curve. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was all done and kind of above board, so it was cool. Okay, and then the most exciting thing. I mean, Corner Cafe is beautiful. I told you I was there on Monday night. I was so excited. I love halloumi, and for the first time, I had it. What was that meat called? Prosciutto. Prosciutto. I thought it was Parmesan, but it was wrapped. The food is beautiful, Greg. So Thank I mean. You. Just, I know we, we chatted around the food, um, and I know with Corner Cafe and your other new ventures, it's the same. And I just want to touch on that quickly before we go into your new exciting venture, but you chatted around, you know, people who are interested in this industry that food, I mean, your food and your kitchen is literally the pivot of that watch. Yeah, it's the engine. So let, let's just talk around that because you were saying if that's not okay, actually the whole place won't be okay. Yeah. Um, well, at the end of the day, a person goes to a restaurant to have a meal. Yeah. So a lot of people, in my opinion, focus too much on decor and forget about the food. Um, a lot of people employ a chef and they don't even know what goes into the food, how to run their own kitchen, and they become beholden to the to whoever runs their kitchen. So Nico actually always told me, you run your shop from the kitchen. If you can control the kitchen, if you know the food, if it's your food, it's even better. Um Knowing the food helps you with your controls because you know how much goes into what, what needs to be ordered. If you know you've sold 10 of this and, and you've run out, but you, you know you ordered 20, you know, like the kitchen is the engine. If you run your kitchen, you run your shop. And so there's also going to be a time though when you learn to let go because you're now running three shops. That's the hardest part. You've got your, you've got your little boy Max on the way, yeah. um, which is your second child. So yeah. things are about to be intensified a little. Yeah, he's in two weeks. Two weeks time, Maxie <laughs> arrives. But I mean, so, so when it comes to letting go, I think, is that the balance you have to find? I mean, because you've got to be able to trust the chef and leave him there, but you still have to know what's going on because if he bails, you bug it. Yeah. Um, the business, it's a, it's a, a people business anyway, from customers to your staff, hiring the right people, knowing that you've got the right people and look after them is the next mm. step, you know. And um, that's something I've learned over the years is who to trust, who not to trust. I've been let down by people I consider to be my best people. So, yeah, you know, like one – and you don't let a person wa- walk into your kitchen, work for a week, and then you, you step back and let him run your kitchen. It's no. like – at corner, I've got a guy named Derek. He's been with me for three years now, and I trust him in my kitchen. So it's oh, been quite a the, process. He was the guy who was yeah. – so he's actually not the chef. He's front of house kind of manager. He's GM, so he's a bit he, of everything. Okay. But he, he runs the kitchen when I'm not there. Oh, wow. Okay, so you've got to that point. That's good. But I also have the most amazing kitchen staff at corner. Some of them have been with me 10, 11 years, and that's important. It's not – a kitchen's not a one-man show. No, no. Yeah. Okay, so – now to the the more exciting part, because yeah. Corner was the the first baby. Yeah. Um. But driving along Parkhurst, that's what wanted to make me get hold of you was seeing the wolf pack. Yeah. Um. Just well done. I mean, Thank you. the whole concept, Greg, is amazing. I think it's very on trend. Um. And I, even beyond the trend, I think it'll last. People are desperate for excellent food, and obviously you've tapped into the craft beer vibe. Um. 
Yeah, well done. I mean, Thank we you. people people. I'm I'm supposed to have been going. If I wasn't going to the burg, I'm supposed to be going to a party there on on Friday night with mates. I'm, you know, it's so weird to see, like the wolf packs now, like where people want to have their birthday parties. It's so cool, and. Where did that come from? Were you just was Corner Cafe? Honestly, that shop was thrown at me, and from finding out to taking it, uh, getting the keys, renovating, and opening training menu development, development, and everything was six weeks. Oh and my gosh! Yeah, m- myself and my wife Tammy had a conversation. She says she thought of it. I think I thought of it, <laughs> but she said coffee and burger bar. And yeah, literally six weeks start to finish everything open. And we had just finished building a house and it was chaos. And that is, that is a large unit of a home. So oh. that, that, that was stress enough. But I mean, so you were given the, the location and then you conceptualized the name and, yeah. and what it would be. It was George's on fourth. Yes, I remember which that. Which was quite a fine dining upmarket establishment, but it, it was done. It was time for a change. Yeah, and I think also, I think that street needs it. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are beautiful restaurants, espresso, um, nice down the road. There are gorgeous restaurants there and, um, rocket. Yeah. But I mean, I really think it did need something a little bit more engaging and current. Yeah. For the, not necessarily only the younger crowd. Um, because I'd hate, you know, I'd hate to only put the word hipster in the wolf pack. But I mean, I, I think that it needed creativity. Sure. Because Parkhurst had beautiful fine dining, but I think Wolfpack's kind of broken that a little, which is great. Yeah, the not that everyone's food is similar, but it's it's all pretty much bistro eating in Parkhurst. So we wanted to do something specific, and it's all about the burgers at the moment, it's all about craft beer. Cape Town's got a lot, and there's nothing really happening in Joburg on it, so there's a gap for it, so we took it. And the name? <laughs> um, I went out for drinks with all my managers at the Jolly Roger down the road in oh, Fourth gosh. Avenue. Yeah, and apparently <laughs> I was on top form and going on like trying to explain to the guys how we need to stick together and going on about a wolf pack. And apparently I was howling like a wolf and <laughs> don't remember any of it. And then they were ripping me off about it. And my wife said, "Well, call it that." So it's wolf pack. And so luckily, cool. Hangover Three came out and. <laughs> At the right time, and it kind of kicked off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The lo- I mean, the logo is pretty cool. Um, yeah, a friend who's in advertising, he lives in Vietnam. Paul Bush sorted that out for me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah, super cool. So it's that wolf face with that nice yellow like font writing. Yeah, he he's a ex graph artist, so he kind of did along those lines. And so that's Parkhurst. That yeah. kind of happened. So how long? That was a year. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 16th of August, so this past 16th of August was a year. Already? Yeah. Okay, so you'd set up Parkhurst, and then what made you want to look into Santon? Um, it was time to grow. I've got a good team in Parkhurst, and uh, Kruger Besson and his soon-to-be wife, Tammy Meredith, I brought them in, and they operate. And you need good people who are systems-based and food-based to grow, and they, they're strong, so we could grow. That's amazing. And so how how long did you have to wait for Because I know that's obviously quite sought after land in that Gwen Lane. Yeah, I just got it in passing conversation. I spoke to a lady who runs quite a lot of the functions for Investec, and I said, do you know of anything in Santon? And she said, have a look. I think um, the Squires has closed down. So I got on my bike, shot there. It was it, the, the awnings were closed, so I made a couple of calls, a little bit of negotiating, and we got this out. Oh, Greg, that's so awesome. And then I noticed there's, 
aesthetically a little bit of a difference. Yeah. So Parkhurst, um, if I'm correct, like a little bit more red, astro green. Yeah, like there was a loose. I don't know if anyone can see it, but my inspiration was like a like a Cuban. You know, like in Cuba, it's yes. old and worn and like it used to be luxurious and it's kind of tarnished. Yeah. So we kind of did that with the stenciled bistro floor and things like that so and i can see a lot of your wife was uh, color came in there <laughs> the color comes from the primary colors yeah yeah um i don't want any shop to ever look the same because they just become watered down versions of the first one you know when you see with franchises and it just looks watered down so this one uh kind of went along at that you can't see it but the the original inspiration was moroccan bathhouse oh, so wow. you'll see there's a lot of tiles and you know, color and things like that. So always similar colors and things like that, but every shop has to be different. Yeah, because that's, so what, that new, the new, so the new shop opened yesterday. Yes. So it's in Gwen Lane. It's just, it's in that, what? Yeah, what 24 is that? Central. Yes, 24 Central. So it's in there. Um, and then the different, you can now book at a Wolfpack. There is a minimum spend, but um, you can book. We, in Parkers, we don't take bookings on a Friday night and a Saturday night just because of the nature of trade. Like, Tables can sit from day to night and you can't ask someone to leave because you want to book a table. Um, all the other nights and lunches you can book. Okay. Santon, I think we, I think we're going to book all the time because I think the nature of the trade there lends itself to it. So yeah. I think we're going to take bookings. I in. suppose that's a good point. So I guess Parkhurst a little bit more like passer buyer yeah. consumer, whereas Santon, it's almost like a dedicated location where you want to book. Lunches are very corporate. So mm. guys on their lunch hour, they need to know they've got a table and they can come in and, and go mm. when they need to. And uh, nights, I think, uh, I think we'll be able to take bookings at night there. Okay. So what are the hours for, are both the same or are they no, different? Um, Santon is, we open at 11. Okay. And we gauge in the kitchen. It'll either be um, till 9 or till 10 p.m. Okay. But we do have a bar there, which we're hoping is going to kick off really up market. 13 beers on tap, good top shelf, great cocktails. Parkhurst starts at 12, kitchen closes at 10. Okay. Oh, so so you'll be able to almost like you because you've got that bar vibe in Parkhurst as well. Yeah, it's a, the, but the, smaller version. It's very small in Parkhurst, yeah. so um, we've we've made a lounge for a good bar. Okay. And upmarket drinking holes are lacking, so really nice bar. So is it a tote? It's, it's just oh, the way you've designed the bar yeah. is just like okay. So yeah. it's still the wolf pack, Santon, yeah. but within it's that space. It's all in space. the same shop. There's going to be a a partition, but. Okay, and then I, I also, Greg, just just chatting around. So this is your third shop, yeah. And it obviously took money, See. as we know. <laughs> um, and what would you for anyone who is wanting to open their first shop? Do you recommend them trying to first borrow from family, or do you recommend just getting a business plan together and going to the banks? Honestly, I don't know how good it is taking money from family. Family and business often doesn't. Sometimes it works. If you can get money, it's the easiest way to do it. Mm. Banks are difficult. Banks are very difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, you got to prove yourself to someone for them to back you. And um, I think that's the most important thing is you can't just, you, you have to have proven yourself in that game. You can't decide I'm going to, I want to open a restaurant and think someone's going to give you money. That's never going to happen. I don't think that'll happen in any industry. So you got to pay your school fees. Yeah, 
Definitely. And, um, and work hard enough and impress someone that's prepared to back you. Yeah, because I think it must have been a little scary because I think, you know, with the wolf pack, a dynamic concept and it's working beautifully and people love it and they're drawn to the vibe and, and the concept that you've created. But I think a lot of people, and this is my biggest gripe, people know me is the fear that bounds South Africans. It's, oh, you know, it's my concept and I'm, I haven't been done before. And I can guarantee you if someone opened up something that's in competition to mug and bean, they'd cane it. Yeah. But it's the safety. You go to the mug and bean, you know what you'll get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas for you, you were like, cool. It's fourth Avenue. Very cool. Bistro vibes, but it flipping took guts, Greg. Yeah. And, I won't lie, I have many sleepless nights and I worry and like, you know, there's a Hudson's that opened on 4th Avenue Parkhurst now. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, which is also direct competition. Burgers, they're from Cape Town. Everyone always there. thinks something from Cape Town is cooler. <laughs> so I had a couple of sleepless nights, but you know, when you, when you focus on your product and you focus on your service, people will come and we haven't dropped. Hudson's busy, we busy. So that's cool. But it's also a little different. Yeah. I mean, I know it's burgers, so the menu might be similar. Yeah, I feel, I don't think, our, our flavor combos are quite different. Okay. And our whole thing is like, it's kind of the healthiest way to eat a burger. We, you get fried options, um, side options which are fried or fresh. So there you get four different options. So if you take the bun off and you have a fresh side, that's a banting meal. Oh, no. yes. Yeah. So have you done that? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I need that. So I'm cool. allowed the roll. So we'll, we are, we'll come, we'll, actually, I think I'll take my, my crew here and we'll, we'll pop into Gwenland. But I mean, just, just around the branding and what you've done, I think for any, any person who's in this game who wants to get involved, if you can go, if, if you've been hearing what Greg's saying and you can get to Parkhurst or get to this Wolfpack and Santon and also the Corner Cafe, because although it's a different brand and a different look and feel and more bistro, still look at what is being created by our South Africans. I mean, to see one guy started in hotel school, worked a little in, you know, well, a few years in a restaurant in, in five years as a waiter. Five years. Yeah. Five years as a waiter. So, I mean, you know, Greg has he has paid his dues, and like he was saying, of paying school fees, he's paid his, and it it works out. So sometimes also just patience. So if you are in your business, whether it's you know in in your like baby stages, or whether you're in the middle, or whether you're trying to generate triple your revenue in, in a larger business, sometimes patience does pay off. Um, and just the the key thing that I want you to take from Greg is just to learn to listen, because often you can be at a Lunch, you can be in your workspace where you're wanting to leave to set your own thing up. You can be running your own business. And if you just listen sometimes to a few of the things that are going on, it can trigger off the idea you've been looking for. It can, it can do so many things if you just learn to, to open those, those, the ears, the ears on the side of the head. So Greg, from us, I mean, flip. We, we, I'm, I'm so inspired every time I drive past there. It's obviously cooler for me because I know the people behind the brand. Sure. Um, your wife is as passionate. I mean, she, the posts on Facebook, she's, what does she call herself? The mama wolf pack. Yeah, mama wolf. Mama wolf. <laughs> so, I mean, it's so cool that your spouse encourages you because sure. often that's a drawback when the wife's freaking she's out. She's my rock. Eh, so. Yeah. I mean, she's, it's, it's so awesome. So keep going and, um, we'll send people. It's around the corner from here. So, yeah. I mean, it's literally up the road. So that's what's cool. 
and it'll it'll save this crowd from going to bloody Nino's. That's all I can say. Jeez, we've got to get them up to the wolf pack. So thank you for coming. Um, keep thank going. You. And obviously, guys, you can go and visit any three of the of the shops or restaurants. Corner Cafe is in Buckingham Avenue in Craigle Park. The Wolf Pack is in Fourth Avenue in Parkhurst. Wolf Pack Parkhurst closed on a Monday. Closed on a Monday, yeah, I saw and that. And is closed on a Sunday. Okay, cool. But is, will will they be able to get that information from you? Yeah. Okay, so is there going to be? You've got Facebook pages. Yeah. So are they different, or have you kept them the same? Separate. Okay, Separate. so Parkhurst one is the Wolf Pack. Parkhurst. Okay. And the uh, Santon is the Wolfpack SDT. Yes. Okay. So also you would have noticed on my Facebook yesterday, I did CC it in. So you can go to that page and just check out, just be a little bit gracious around the times for Santon because they're obviously just trying to navigate their way through what times will work, what won't. But Parkhurst is up there. So you can follow either on Facebook and you can also follow the Wolfpack STD on, on Twitter. And yeah, just, um, Again, Greg, thanks so much for your time. I know that you're like on your second day of launch day. No worries. So to be away is hectic. So thank you and good luck and keep going and thank keep you. us posted and we will be there for a burger soon. Awesome. Thanks cool. for your time. Cool. Bye. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Awesome. So, I mean, that is a brand to watch. The Wolf Pack that is in Parkhurst and now in Santon at Gwen Lane. Really, um, to, to chat to Greg and just hear how he built it up to where it is is so awesome and so encouraging. So if you're in that industry and you want to play and you want to do your thing in that industry, please, please just try and just take a few things of, of what Greg said because often it's the guys who've done it who can save you so much stress from making the same mistakes. And I also, I said yesterday that on, on my post about coming back, one of the things that I think we all need to do this year is stay healthy. Because I think that we all underestimate, um, what it does when you're not healthy. And we've got John O'Clutie. Welcome, John O'Clutie. Thank you very much. A health and lifestyle coach, excuse me. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, John O, I obviously, you know, just chatting around this, uh, it's it's my a lot of people, even in these studios, were sick last year. Yeah. Um, and I just think that it's it's. I don't think we realize how how much it drains you and how how much it actually just affects your whole body and mind when you are sick and feeling sick. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. So from your side, I guess what's really cool is that you. I, I was on the. I, I actually was looking at it just now. I was on the site and there's so many wonderful things that obviously you in your own personal capacity are doing and then the Urban Fitness Outdoor, yeah. which is your entity, yes. are doing. And I just, before we get onto that, I hate, uh, I don't want to sound like a weirdo and be lame and say five top tips to stay healthy. <laughs> um, but what I do want to do is just say like, what are the little things that you notice that you know, once you, even if you haven't coached somebody, because not yeah. everyone has the privilege of being coached. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the things that are small that can really make a difference in your routine and what you do do to keep healthy? Look, I, I think, uh, there, there's no real secret to, to getting into shape and to staying healthy. I think a lot of people, especially in, in our world today, are looking for that instant quick fix. And, uh, <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen. And, uh, you know, as a business, we, we advocate, um, you know, just getting off the couch and doing the work, uh, making sure that, uh, that you, you put in in the hours, you know, the, the bottom line is that with, uh, with 
with any sort of program, you've got calories in, you've got calories out. If calories in are more than calories out, you're looking for trouble, you know. So um, we also as a business advocate that you, you should be exercising every day. Um, and like I said, a lot of people aren't willing to put in the hard work. Where from our side, we kind of saying you, you have to put in the hard work. There's, there's, there's no easy way through it. Um, you always look at the people who do put in the hard work and get the results. They're often seen as sort of over the top and, you know, oh, how can you exercise every day? You know, what are you trying to prove? But in fact, those are the guys who just doing what's required to stay in good shape. Yeah, and I'm, it's, it's the same old story. I yeah. mean, people are always going to look at those guys and be like, and mock, because the reality is, Brew, you married, your waist size has increased about seven times in the last yeah. three years. Don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but what is, what is really exciting for me is that there is so much to do in this country, um, mm. health wise. And I mean, just, I mean, obviously, Mike Hewan introduced me to you. And yeah. even if you just look at the, Biking world. Yeah, it's massive. It's mental. Yeah. And I know that my husband and I are getting bikes now. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But it's, <laughs> it's really kind of a cool thing to do together. Yeah. Um, because he's six foot four. I'm about a meter high. Um, and so we can't do a lot together in terms of strength and, yeah, you know, all those kinds. Yeah. It's not, just it doesn't make sense science wise. Yeah. But I mean, what are you finding? This year, trend-wise, that people should start to look at that they haven't before. Because you know what the biggest problem, I think, with South Africans is that the mind frame is drawn to safety yeah. and comfort yeah. and what they know. Yeah. And actually, if we can push that boundary to people, I, can, I was like I said, I was on the um, Urban Fitness yeah. Outdoor. Urban yeah. Fitness Outdoor. I need it. Uh, UFD. U- U- UFD. U- U- UFO is fine. Oh, UFO. Yeah, Sorry, UFD. Go. Sorry, it's, like, it's, it's been a long, long break. No UFO. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just, just from, from looking at a few of the offerings there, what would you say people need to do when like starting something new? Because it is scary. Yeah. Like for me, I don't like to learn because I don't like to be the rookie. Yeah. So when I'm training for a triathlon, I actually, it's such a freak out for me that I, I don't even go back to the third session with my trial coach because I just can't. Yeah. I think, I, I think from our side, it's, uh, you know, we, we try to make exercise fun and that's one of the most important things is that you, if you're going out there every day and relentlessly just slogging away and it's boring and it's monotonous, the chances of you probably continuing are, are very slim. So mm. with all of the services that we offer, we've tried to create a, a social atmosphere around it. So our group classes are done outdoors. They're done in, in locations around Joburg, Pretoria and Midrand. They facilitated by a coach whose job is to literally work you for an hour. Um, we've got three different levels where people come together. So there's all different fitness levels in one class, all there for the same reason, you know, to get fit, to get healthy. But we, we generate a vibe. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for when it comes to exercise. You know, mountain biking is huge and it's growing and growing mm. and growing. And people love it so much because you can be an absolute novice or you can be a seasoned professional and you can go out there, hit some single track, have a good time. Uh, someone falls over, everyone laughs, you know, everyone. It's also the community. 100%. Right? That was the next thing I was going to get to is that, yeah. you know, we've, we've also as a business tried to develop a community around what we do. So we mm. have our group classes, we have personal training, health and lifestyle coaching, but then we also have the social side of it. We have a social running club, a social uh, cycling club, oh. and it's all geared towards literally you can come 
on one day and do a group class. The next day, go and ride with a group. The next day, go for a run. The next day, go for another group class. So we literally trying to put together a service where you don't have to go anywhere else. Um, you've got everything in one basket and That's it's, and so it's all cool. about the ed- atmosphere and it's all about the vibe and enjoying exercise. And I think that's kind of where, dare I say, like, obviously I've got a membership to a gym. Yes. But I mean, that serves a different purpose, I believe. Yes, definitely. Um, but I think that's what everybody wants. Everybody's just saying, because I think now that I, we, we've got actually, um, our business is being coached globally yes. um, business coach wise okay. and so they try and bring in a few transformational aspects yes. like obviously health is one of them mm. and we were trying to uncover why I can't stick to a routine because I'll come back now 2015 boy I'm in the gym I'm at with my personal trainer and then you know month two you're not and it, yeah. this is what you were saying in the beginning it can't be that no. it has to be a lifestyle yeah. and I just in, in terms of your venues that you mentioned, because that's what's going to be so cool for you um, as a brand and how you're attracting new like clients yes. and, and people, where how, how does it how does it operate? Like, is the operations pretty similar? Like, do you subscribe? Do you you know yeah. do you choose your package? Yeah, with our group classes, we've got nine locations around Joburg and Pretoria. So two in Pretoria, one in Madrid, and the rest are in Joburg. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer everyone a free trial week to come and see what we do. Our classes are basically own body weight cross training classes oh, if you wanted to put it in a nutshell. Like so block that, workouts. Yeah, there's no equipment. There's no – it's literally you and your body. Um, so we're very sort of geared towards, uh, you know, making you strong within your own body, making you fit, making your core strong. We're very core focused. Good. Um, people literally just pitch up, come and join us for a week. And obviously then if they like the service that we offer, we, we don't offer, we're not a gym, we, we, we operate very similar to a gym, but mm. we, we're not a, a contract based business. Um, our, our contracts in essence, in inverted commas, are month to month packages. Okay. Um, they do auto renew, but we give our clients flexibility. So if you wanted to, you know, for argument's sake next month, um, not come because of whatever it may be, you welcome to pause your membership. Um, okay. That's one of the things that, you know, I was going to mention about the gyms, which I think is fundamentally skewed with that whole gym program is that people start to see gyms as a grudge purchase. And as soon as you see something as a grudge purchase, it becomes something you don't want to do anymore. No. So you might find that suddenly work gets busy and for three, four months, you can't go to the gym. Now suddenly you step back and you say, these guys have just taken my money. What a waste of money. And the minute you get an opportunity, you cancel it and you're gone. Um, we don't want people to do that. No, um, no. So we offer month-to-month packages. We, and we offer 5, 10, 15, 20 or unlimited classes a month. And, okay. And they basically start at 320 rand a month. So it's, it's very affordable. Our most expensive package is 820. And that gives you... And as many classes as you can do, as well as a health and lifestyle coach. Oh, wow. So someone to walk the journey with you. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. Mm. So if, uh, let's just, before we find out about where they can find you and all those wonderful things. Yeah. Your, where, where had you started? So John O'Clute is yeah. obviously a health and lifestyle coach yes. and obviously very informed around the sector in, in our, you know, in yeah. our country. Yeah. Where did that start? I started in 2005. I actually started off working for USN. Um, Ah, oh, sitting I, on your shirt. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we've had a, we've had a 10 year relationship with them. Um, I started off working for them. I actually launched USN Spike into the market along with another guy. Um, 
And I was a really fat, really out of shape individual. No. Who, yeah, I literally, I mean, part of, part of Spike was obviously, yeah. Duncan sucking <laughs> his stomach in. Don't look over at Duncan That's like so that. Funny. <laughs> don't but, worry, uh, Duncan. No one can see you, pal. <laughs> I, I literally started off, um, working. <laughs> shame. I know. Sorry. Um, I started off working with, with that and my job was basically to, to jolt, to interact with people in, in clubs and bars and I worked with news cafes and drosses and so on. And, um, we won't judge I, you for I, I, <laughs> I was, I was badly out of shape. And then, uh, the, the owner of USN is a, is a fantastic guy came to me one day and said to me, listen, you, you need to do something about, uh, you know, your boop. So <gasps> I actually went, I went on the body and lifestyle challenge. Um, then it was called the body and lifestyle challenge. It's called the body makeover now. And oh, I, I yes. literally went on the program and within nine weeks, I'd gone from 97%, uh, 97 kilos with 30% body fat to 82 kilos with 5% body fat over, an, over a nine week period. Yeah. And I realized, Cheapest. I mean, I developed this, this like this light, the switch. Five, not 15. What's From that? 30% yeah, to, five. to five. Yeah. Whoa. I look, I was very, I must admit, when I did the challenge, I was very religious about it. I literally ate exactly what they said and I didn't okay. eat any breads and all of those kind of things. And I was sure. on the shakes and I was on the products and so on. Okay. Um, but something kind of clicked in me and I realized that I felt terrible about myself sort of pre the, that body weight. And then I, I completely changed my whole body and lifestyle. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. I want to deliver this to others. Um, and then in 2007, I left USN and I started working into the, the, the fitness market, became a personal trainer, started doing that. Um, then realized that I could only impact a certain amount of people every month as a personal trainer. Mm. Um, 2008 started working on the UFO model. Um, urban fitness outdoor and oh wow so this is your seventh year tenth year in fitness no but I'm saying with UFO yeah so literally brand. yeah, yeah. we've been well we started building it in 2008 and then launched in 2009 and our, our our first group classes started running in 2010 so the group class model has been running for five years but the whole idea was to reach as many people as we could um, and that's still our, our mandate. Our, our goal for this year is to get to a thousand people a week. At the moment, we train about 500, 450, 500 people a week. Oh, wow. So, so what's the closest venue? I live in Randburg. Uh, Randburg, there's one in Randburg. Last school, Fontainebleau. Oh, right by my house. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So. Oh, is that one of the venues? Yeah, we run schools. Um, most of our venues are in schools. Then we run okay. one, one office park in Midrand, one office park in Bryanston, which both have a facility to train. Please don't say Randburg um, Law School like that. I already get judged <laughs> that I live in Okay, so so there's one there, and then mm. there's six others, and people can just find that on the UFO site. Yeah, okay. yeah. Outdoorfitness.co.za is our mm. website, um, and then literally, like we've, I mean, if you go to urbanfitness.co.za forward slash booking, it takes you to a, to our management system, and you can actually book online, and all the all the information about all the venues are there. Um, the whole idea is. Just to come and enjoy exercise. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so, so just around um, some of the things that obviously you do offer from the mm. UFO, in terms of uh, like the the group classes, how varied are those? So like, does it go? Is it all that body weight stuff, or is there some chilled? Look, um, we we not. I mean, uh, being a group a group class business, we've been kind of categorized as that boot camp 
vibe, which we're not. We're not really a, a boot camp. A lot of our members still call us boot camp, but uh, there's no flipping tires. There's no hitting things with hammers or uh, okay. pick, picking your partner up on your shoulders and running around. Um, but own body weight, the beauty with own body weight training is you actually get to govern the extent to which you work out. So if you're going to go and uh, the, the instructor says, I want you to run as hard as you can from point A to point B, and you go at 40% of your maximum, that's you allowing yourself. Yeah. You know, so a lot of the time, I mean, we also, if you see our classes, our, our members all wear different colored sports vests, which we, which we provide basically a green, a yellow, and a red. We call it our fitness robot. Um, so it's basically green, you're safe, yellow, you're in danger, and uh, red is crazy. Red's our advanced class. It's literally nonstop. They don't stop for 50 minutes. So people get the opportunity oh, wow. to kind of say, I want to go green today because I've had a long day at work and they pop the green. Oh, so is off. that for the instructor to know? 100%. That's so clever yeah. because you know how doff I feel <laughs> when they say it's blind when you put your hand up, man. And they're yeah. like, eh, are you a beginner? Are you a beginner? And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's visually That's a for, cool idea. It, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's an idea that, you know, we basically use it to, to, to visually see who's where. Um, it also gives mm. us an idea of, you know, while that person's taking a lot of strain, oh, they're wearing a yellow bib, that's fine. They might have just stepped up from green to yellow. So yeah. maybe that's, you know, yeah, the, the totally. reason why. It also helps us to see while that person's taking strain, maybe we should suggest to them that next time they go green because maybe they're really not just there yet. Or uh, maybe they should go red next time because they're cooking, you know, they're doing well. So Definitely. That's mm. such a cool idea. So I, I guess for, for me, the attraction to... Um, your sight and knowing yeah. what you guys do is that I fund, I'm a fundamental believer, as I said in the beginning, about healthy bodies mm. equaling healthy minds. 100%. And I don't think anyone, I think they do know, but I mean, running your own business, running your own brand, mm. it's hectic. Yeah. And what do you think people can do exercise? What is the best way to kind of manage stress? Because I think that's what eats people. That's what yeah. eats me. So I can tell, like fatigue-wise, tired-wise, like yeah. my immune system even. I can tell when I'm under a pretty stressful period at work. Yeah. What we've noticed, and, and it's quite interesting, a lot of people like, oh, no, you know, I've, I've been working all day. I'm really buggered. I can't go and do a workout now. That's a very common, uh, you know, excuse. Yeah. I know all excuses, excuses are equal. Excuse I'm, I'm is such you. a horrible word, but that's often the reason people give because they're saying, oh, you know, I've got no extra energy. Then they'll go to a fitness class and maybe for the first week they're absolutely flat. So that makes even more of a reason in inverted commas for them not to go. What they then find is if they happen to push through to week two or week three, suddenly they start to feel revitalized. They start to feel stress, you know, levels dropping. Look, uh, exercise isn't the be all and end all to reducing stress. No. I, I've got to throw that out there. You know, a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to go and run myself flat <laughs> and I'm never going to stress again. Um, but it definitely helps. Pull your in, hammy. So you know, yeah. not only are you stressed, <laughs> you've pulled a hammy. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely like, it's such an important part of it. And it's, it's, it's so important to, to be fit and to be healthy. Um, you, you feel revitalized. You feel like the day can go on. We've actually started now a huge drive towards corporate coaching, which we're doing this year, which is all about getting people to work harder, to, you know, exercise, 
to make sure that they're focusing on their health and lifestyle. And we actually going into corporates and literally providing an in-house service. I love that. Where we go in and, and educate and do body assessments and see where people are at. Because obviously in a corporate, you might have 50 people and not everyone is on the same I love level. That. So we now go in and help people. Uh, at their specific level to to change their body and lifestyle. That's very cool. And yeah. I think that's what's needed. Like I think a lot of the time people, whatever the excuses are, they're all excuses, I know. Yeah. Um, but We've they, heard them all. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure, and I'm sure you do. But I think often... You just by going there, you're actually alleviating any any kind of opt out. Yeah. Which is so so awesome. So I mean, we've we it's so crazy. We've we we run out of time, yeah. but I'd love to get you back and hear the feedback. Hundred percent. Um, and also just kind of chat almost regularly around what people can be doing, what's going on out there where yeah. you can get involved. Because yeah. I believe that if yes, exercise is not the be all and the end all, but I honestly believe that if you just keep if you if you just be kind to your body, yes. like eat a little bit cleaner. I'm not yeah. saying you can't go and have I mean now that I know Wolfpack does a bunting <laughs> what bunting burger yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Like I'll you know that's why I don't usually order the burger because I can't cope with the fact that I'm not actually using the roll, first yeah. of all. The rolls but, and, and fries are really good though. Oh can I know. I, can I say that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Of course you can. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean no, that's why good, eh? No, wow. they are. They're amazing. And mm. Greg is amazing at food. Yeah. I mean, even Corner Cafe, it's so chilled and we were there on Monday eating and I was just like, oh, this food mm. is sensational. Yeah. And that's what you're there for. Yeah. So he is right. People get a bit, you know, hooked up in the decor and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so I mean, health-wise, it's, it's, it's going to be key for us to just chat around that the whole year yeah. because I want to I want to drive that and, and you running UFO and doing yeah. what you're doing with that brand and you in your own personal capacity yes. um, I mean you look good I, I hope my husband doesn't think I'm saying <laughs> that no. but I mean so you are the brand which is what's cool often people aren't their brand yeah. you know they're preaching a different story 100%. whereas you are the brand it's and massive, it's cool massive problem in the fitness no, industry no it's sick and it's so cool to yeah. see so thanks for coming in no, um, it's so cool to, to meet you and to hear about UFO and um, we John I did mention it earlier but if, if you want to get hold of or just you have to go and look at the site there's so many cool things you can choose mm. it's ufo.co.za Ur- Urban Fitness oh sorry the, the easiest way to remember it is we've got a link outdoorfitness.co.za outdoor fitness and okay. it goes straight to us okay cool yeah. um, you can also if you if you look at my Facebook page from yesterday you can check out where I had posted and cc it in the group so you can go and follow them I also did tweet from at rookies rockstar and there'll also be um, some info later on the uh, Cliff Central Facebook page. So thanks so much for yeah, coming in. And I so hope your 2015 you. is awesome and yeah. healthy and happy. Thank you. And, yeah, we'll definitely get you back just to make sure that our entrepreneurs are staying on form. Perfect. Cool. Thank you. Bye, guys.